Welcome to Money Grows on Trees. Money does grow on trees. A podcast full of practical, real-life money lessons that you wish you learned in school. Lloyd is a former lawyer turned lifestyle entrepreneur. In each episode, he'll be answering the tough questions around money, investing, and entrepreneurship to help you transform your money mindset and move you closer to achieving your financial goals. Now, let the class begin. Here's your host, Lloyd Ross. All right, welcome back to the show. Money Grows on Trees. My name is Lloyd Ross, and this is a very special episode called Ask a Millionaire. So um, this, what you're going to find in these series is uh, a snippet from a live uh, masterclass I did called Ask a Millionaire a few months ago. And uh, what Phil's done is he's gone and grabbed the best parts or some really cool questions that I got asked during that uh, that masterclass, and he's gonna he's actually spliced them down to individual questions for the podcast. So um, this is a little intro for that. So if you're if you're wondering what's going on with this episode, um, you're gonna hear uh, me ask get asked a question by someone, and the answer to that question. So it's very small snippets but really, really, really important questions. So I hope you enjoy it. And of course, if you're loving the podcast, feel free to share in your Instagram stories, leave us a five-star review, and uh, of course, subscribe. And um, and we hope to, you know, I'm gonna, we're gonna keep bringing you tons and tons of value. So this particular episode is Ask a Millionaire, and you'll see them rolled out. So here we go, Ask a Millionaire, enjoy. So specifically, can you guys hear me now? Yes. Hey, look at that. Tech consultant finally figured it out. Um, yeah, so you guys keep using the term side hustle, hearing some great financial literacy advice. This is incredible. Um, can we get into some more of the specifics of what this side hustle is doing? Like, what's the value bring? Like, how does it bring income? Like, specifically, yeah. what is the side hustle? Well, I talk about, there's a few options I talk about in my book a little bit. It's hard to go into a lot of detail, but I'm, doing, I'm upgrading my course to do that for people. But at the end of the day, um, the term side hustle is like a side gig, side side gig, not a second job, so to speak, but a side gig that's like that you're doing yourself, your own small little startup. And a lot of people just do a passion project. The problem I've got with that is that what the heck, like what a waste of, like wouldn't you want to do your passion and make money? You know, that's my capitalist mentality to it, but not everyone's like that. So a side hustle can be just something that they love. But for me, a side hustle is something that you do that makes money and that helps people and has value. End of the day, it's a side business. You start up while you're still in your job. So there are multiple ways to do it. And I'll, I'll just rattle off a few for you. Um, let's, let's look at the ones that take your time and aren't scalable. They're not scalable. Uber, driving Uber and delivering and stuff like that, that's not scalable. You have to trade your time for money and it'll never run by itself. Um, same with like um, Airbnb is not drastically scalable. You have to own a piece of real estate for that. And there's only so many nights a year people can stay and you can leverage it, but not ideal. There's, I don't know, like I can think of, there's probably others like, you know, starting your own car washing, but like there's things that take your time up to actually execute that you can't scale. That's the beginning of a side hustle. That's like, I want to make more money. I'm going to at least start there. And I applaud people that do that. I would never knock someone that says, I'm going to go and drive you. I'm like, great. That's awesome. You got a second income. Let's put it into your shares. Let's get going. Let's get in front of this game. Right. But eventually you're like, oh, this is crazy. Like I'm working here. I'm working here and I've got no free time. And yeah, I'm building up my passive income, but that's going to take me 40 years to get 50 grand a year passive income from shares. And that was my mindset. When I was in my job, I was making okay money. 
But I was like, what the frick, man? It's going to take me forever to save up to, to invest in the, in the index fund and get passive income. Forever. I wanted to get out of, I wanted to have my life in my, design my life by myself early. So some of the, one, the, the side hustles you would look at to kick off now in this day and age must be online. I mean, I think COVID taught everyone that lesson. Like online, why wouldn't you be online? You're going to run it from a million dollar business from my bedroom. It's crazy good. Okay. And so a few ideas of online are, let's say, affiliate marketing, where you're using someone else's digital product or other, um, and you're getting the product and you're putting, you know, some content out on social media, you're attracting people to the offer, they're going through the website funnel that's created by the affiliate product owner. It's all done for you. It's in there. They buy it once you get paid. And if they buy it again, consistently, you get paid again and again. Easy to get into. You still got to learn how to do marketing. Generally you have to send ads to it and ads cost money and it can be quite a little bit of a struggle, but that's a, a, certainly a first way to kick off uh, your, your side hustle. It teaches you a lot. Second one will be network marketing. Network marketing is a bit similar to affiliate marketing where you have someone else's product, but they're physical products that they're delivered and they're consumed. The good companies in network marketing have consumable products. Um, you know, I think a lot of people accidentally get network marketing tied up with their mom's Tupperware business that she had when they were a kid. And that ain't, that ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a consumable, delivered, done-for-you product and system that you just plug into and start marketing, much like affiliate marketing. The difference between the two is customers buy and rebuy the product. That's where the value is. So like, for example, they say, I need that product. It's going to solve a problem for me. I'll buy it. And the company pays you a little clip commission, right? If they reorder it, you get paid again. So the difference between affiliate marketing and network marketing is with network marketing, if that customer has a great result and they share with someone else, they also get to participate in the income. Okay. Same as affiliate marketing, but it continually goes on and on and on. So it's a word of mouth. You get leverage because it's not just you making the sales. It's people that have met people through people through people. And that's where network marketing has an edge, a massive edge on affiliate marketing because it has leveraged sales. And leveraged sales, for example, where you're getting 200 customers to actually go out there and talk to other people and get people started and you're making money off those 200 sales, Right. And the company will pay you a small clip every time. And that type of leverage is only usually created through employees that you've got to pay. So businesses, like traditional businesses, have leveraged income because you're getting people to do the work for you. Network marketing is the same, but you don't have to pay them a wage. So if you're going to choose between affiliate marketing and network marketing, they're the major differences. You can scale network, network marketing. I mean, I know people in network marketing that make like, five million a month <laughs> and you can't do that with affiliate mine affiliates you can make pretty good money but it's more like um not that scalable it's not it's like hobby money it's a great place to begin but network marketing is a next it's a beast unto its own it is like it can kick ass and i think robert kiyosaki wrote a book about it called the business of the 21st century and he talks about if he could do it again he would he would do a network marketing business because the net worth is in the network and I think it just teaches you so much. And a few of the guys in here are doing it. I think they're just learning so much from it that it's just, I think people should do either affiliate marketing or network marketing instead of business school. Because <laughs> it just, business school is a freaking waste of time. Like you just need to get out there. You, business is not something you can learn in a book. 
The other types of um, side hustles you could get involved in would be info product sales. So I've got an info product business myself personally. Um, it is very challenging. It costs a bit to set up. And then it's you can scale it with advertising and traffic, but it, you have to be quite, quite skilled um, to do that. Amazon FBA, you want to get a question, Andrew? Yeah, yeah. So can you dive a little more into what, uh, what was it? Info products? Product? Yeah. So like, yeah. for example, like a course, you could sell courses online, like, mm. um, you know, like a, a book and a course or just courses, whatever. It's a digital product that you've created yourself and you sell. It, it is only scalable to the level of the advertising that it is sent to it. So it's a paid traffic model and it doesn't self-scale. You need at, you need skills to do that. And you need to create the product to do that. And that takes time. And I think one of the biggest things, why, why I love for anyone starting out, why I prefer network marketing or affiliate marketing or you know even Amazon, something that's done is because the, the greatest thing about network marketing or affiliate marketing is you don't need to create a product. And the number one thing that prevents people starting a side hustle or a business is they think they have to create a product. And that kills their entrepreneurial dreams immediately. I remember when I was growing up, I was like, I need a product. Anyway, what am I going to create? Like, oh, I thought of the next Uber. Do you know how freaking hard it would be to create an Uber software? Like, it's freaking hard. You need to be in the guts of Silicon Valley and grown up there with the tech ability to create shit like that. Like, it is very hard to create a product. Even an info product is hard to create because you need a studio, you need editing, you need expertise that comes later in life. You need so many things. The greatest thing about the other models is it's there for you. And I think that's why I love them the most for people who are starting out, right? Um, Amazon FBA is quite popular, but you do need to actually, it's a pretty gnarly business to get going because you need to buy certain amounts of software. You need to choose a product. You need to test the product yourself and you can be held, you can be kind of stuck with the inventory costs. And yeah, there's a fair bit of money required to get that going. And then you've got to create your own systems for customer returns and all that sort of jazz. So there's scaling components to it. Um, info product, coaching business. Coaching is pretty simple. A lot of people do that. But again, you've got to go and do your marketing. Drop shipping. So drop shipping, you can actually drop ship through Amazon, but drop shipping through, let's say Shopify or whatever it might be. How you do that is you go to um, AliExpress and you buy a product. Well, you, you advertise a product through a Shopify account. You send traffic to it, which is hard. <laughs> okay. Because people set up Shopify accounts all the time to sell stuff. They go, I can go to AliExpress and buy like T-shirts for like a dollar and I can resell them on this Shopify for 15 bucks. I'm like, that's cool. I'm like, great. How's your Shopify account? They're like, it's all set up. I'm like, yep. Anyone come and pass there? No, no, no one's buying anything yet. I'm like, that's because you built a store in the middle of this Sahara Desert. <laughs> There's no one there. So you have to learn how traffic works to get people to buy that. The hardest thing with drop shipping is the management of the supplies from China and setting up your systems in such a way that it can scale because that's when you start putting on a VA, hiring staff, doing your returns, and then you've got to always innovate your product yourself and always manage your um, agreements with your suppliers so that you don't run out of stock. There's men, many, many risks to a drop shipping business. You can start out just like product arbitraging so you can buy stuff off eBay, resell it on Amazon, whatever it is, what Gary talks about a lot, but it's not scalable you physically got to go and get it and do it. So I think it's cool to start off with to get some experience, but scale is the most important thing. Like you have to hit the button on it one day where it just go, grows without you. Otherwise you don't have a business, you have a job. 
Thanks for joining us this week on the Money Grows on Trees podcast. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, Money Grows on Trees, which you can find at LloydJRoss.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, leave a review, and feel free to reach out to Lloyd on Instagram at LloydJamesRoss. 